The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a house in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, it was a week ago today. Well, we won't bring up that game too much, but an unfortunate loss on an unfortunate series of events from uh, the unfortunate head coach uh, that used to be here. But anyway, it's a fresh start. We move on. We win this game this week. The plan's back on, especially beating a hot Mike Gundy team here in Morgantown. Um, Talk about a little bit, Ryan, how taking the lessons learned from last week and applying them to this week coming up as Oklahoma State comes to town. Yeah, I, the main thing, and Neil said it over and over at the press conference, is we're moving on. I, you can't you can't do I mean, obviously, you're going to watch the film. You watch film after every game, win-loss. You, you take the good and the bad. You get better from it, and that team has gotten better. You look at after the Penn State loss, I thought that team got so much better over the next four games. And finally, a little bit of a setback last week. So it's time to go on another nice three to four game stretch here. And it starts on Saturday. So, yeah, just putting that game in the rearview mirror and taking the positives from the offensive side, I think, uh, especially through the air. We had not seen that level of production from Garrett Green in the passing attack other than maybe Duquesne. I, I That was the only game that I can remember us really throwing the ball at that high a clip. Um, but then also getting back to playing fundamentally sound defense. Yeah, a couple advantages the Mountaineers have going into this week, and obviously home field advantage. Uh, something we've been talking about through the week, Ryan, is the weather and how that definitely plays a benefit. We saw how it affected Texas Tech when they came here, and this could be a very similar uh, type of ball game for the Mountaineers. Obviously, we don't want it uh, to get at the end kind of the way Texas Tech did, but hey, it, it happened. A win's a win, and we'll we'll take it any way that we can get. Um, of course, a couple other points to mention, right? We call it a sandwich spot a lot. Um Oklahoma State coming off those big uh, home games that they won against Kansas State and Kansas. Uh, they head back home after this game against Cincinnati, and then the last time they play Bedlam in the Big 12, and uh, till further notice, I guess. So uh, Gundy definitely has his eyes on a couple other bigger wins, but it's also Mike Gundy. He'll be focused on this game as well, and we've seen him turn the tide. Um, another thing too, Ryan, you brought up you know losing to Penn State, and then you know we go on a little bit of a run from there. This, this, what last week showed us is maybe kind of that reset button. Uh, brought this up multiple times to you is sometimes you have those games. We've seen it in basketball a lot. Obviously, basketball plays more games, but you get kind of that loss before the Big 12 tournament or March Madness. And then you see teams take off from there. And this could be a very similar situation for the Mountaineers. I mean, when your two losses are to what could be because Penn State plays Ohio State this weekend, and that'll tell us a lot about this Penn State team, but what could potentially be a top four team in Penn State, a playoff team, and then you lose the flukiest ways to your old head coach in an emotional game where it was just chaos out there. Um, I mean, those those aren't two bad losses. Those are two losses you can learn a lot of things from and then go on another four or five game. Hell, win out uh, the rest of the season here for the Mountaineers. Of course, take one game at a time. The Mountaineers, though, are favored 
Uh, we know how much we love ESPN FPI, and there's a reason <laughs> at all the sports books they have that on because they want you to use that in your bets. But nonetheless, Mountaineers are favored in four um, of their remaining six games. The only two we're not favored in is UCF, which we'll see how they do this weekend with Plumlee coming back. And uh, Oklahoma, of course, in Norman. But we saw how Garrett Green played there the first time he started there. But nonetheless, we do have one game at a time in this game in Oklahoma State. And Gundy's going to give it to us. He's going to he, – he he's – there's a streak here, Ryan. We finally beat them last year to snap that seven-game losing streak. But they we, we still haven't beat him in Morgantown in a good bit of time. No, we haven't. He's he's had our number. We haven't beat him since 2013, and we've we've had some really good teams that have lost to Gundy, and we've only won in Stillwater, I think, once during that time. So I think they've won seven out of eight now, dating back uh, to to uh, 2015 or 2014. Sorry, and they just ha- have had our number. But like Texas Tech had had our number too, and we saw how that thing shook out on uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah, we did. So I think for for this game for the Mountaineers too is even though you're you're favored in this game, uh, you're favored in some remaining games left. Is the formula remains the same in the sense of you got to you got to bring that underdog mentality. You got to bring that bulletin board material. Maybe you got a, a fan base that kind of started the season. Some some were saying, hey, we could go eight and four, nine and three. Some were saying, yeah, maybe somewhere in the middle, and some were saying, yeah, this team doesn't have a shot. Uh, I think that that tide's definitely turned, and you got a full, you got a fan base uh, behind your backs, which is of course great. You got a fired up one, Uh, but this is this is something like a word to the fan base: is this is a team that probably needs to win ugly. It's not going to be the sexiest thing. It's not going to be the prettiest thing. Go out. It's great being favored, but also on the reverse. And you got to realize this this team and Neil Brown. The, the the national media, even some of the Big Twelve media, is is still against you. They don't they don't think much of this West Virginia team. Maybe a little beginner's luck, um, but definitely curious how how things turn around here and what Neil Brown's game plan is. Uh, Ryan, we've seen in the past with Neil Brown, right? He usually starts the season off slow and finishes strong. We've seen him yeah. start and off strong this year, and we hope that continues. Especially the adjustments. We've been really happy with Neil Brown and his ability to make. Um, adjustments, adjustments on the fly. Hey, we're down in the game, but let's not panic. Uh, maybe we got a little bit away from that last game, but I know it's still there uh, for this team. And of course, hopefully get some of those guys back that were injured against Houston last week. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of, it, this is a really when Neil starts playing, his, his teams have played their best ball uh, right, right after this week into November. Uh, we, we touched on it his first year. They went two out of three on the road, including a ranked win. Uh, last year they won two out of their last three as well against the Oklahomans, including a win in Stillwater. So this, I mean, this is the time of year, and with the brand of football that they're playing from a physicality standpoint, it should translate to winning as it gets colder because it's going to be cold on Saturday and the weather gets bad. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> the way we've seen it with Oklahoma State and Alan Bowman, someone that's beat West Virginia before, has the history at Texas Tech, then went to Michigan for a bit, and of course now he's at Oklahoma State. Is We, we were really confused at first because Gundy kind of had that three-quarterback system going. Uh, we weren't sure who the quarterback is. You know, They say if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. If you have three quarterbacks, I don't know what you have. But clearly um, <clears throat> Bowman stepped up. When it mattered, started slinging the ball around, looked pretty good. Uh, but th- this weather could definitely take that away from him. So I, I definitely think from a defensive side of things, and 
game. We need the secondary to really show, really step up, show what they can do and show that they are the secondary from the previous games we saw um, and maybe catch a ball, catch an interception here, which, which will be good. We'll talk about the turnovers here in a second, but it, it, it you got to almost sell out on the run, sell out on watch out for the dinks and dumps because I'm, I mean, I'm, if, if it's gross outside, Ryan, yeah, I get Bowman's been slinging it, but make him prove it again that he's still capable of doing that. And then maybe you make adjustments from there, but it's it's going to be a gross day. They they haven't done it on the road also. It, yes, like that's it, we we, we we saw it too. Like we we're we're good at home. We we've been really good at home this year. We've protected home field. It's hard to take your success uh from from the home field on the road, especially when you've got as many emotional wins that they've gotten in the past two games, you could tell that Gundy and that staff really, really wanted those games because everybody wrote them off, off the bye week. They were own one K state had embarrassed them 48, nothing. They had that one circled off the bye the Friday night game, got that one done. Kansas ran it up on them and they, they completely embarrassed them last year. So Oklahoma state had that one circled as well with the payback. And they got that revenge. So two emotional wins from the Oklahoma State side of things. And now they got to take it to the road. Uh, Something that's brought up was the size of Oklahoma, especially on their defense. And I think when I see this this game and this matchup, Ryan, I see a lot of similarities between the Oklahoma State team and the Texas Tech team. Um, The really difference I see is in the head coach is, you know, I don't know what's going on with Joey McGuire this year. And obviously Gundy's Gundy. He'll get the troops fired up. I mean, his only losing season and not even 500. I mean, he's won seven games. What since every year except his first year. So I think, yeah. So I think since his first year was 05. So since 06, he's won seven games every year. Um. So he he can get the troops fired up. But how I see these teams very similar is, right, the defense, the bodies, the size of these bodies were brought up. Hey, Texas Tech kind of had a similar situation there. Um, the weather. I think the weather is going to be a factor as well in this. So the only, you know, it, the, the difference, and we talked about the winning streaks, especially here in Morgantown. Uh, the only real difference here in the X factor that could make things a little different than that Texas game, Texas tech game, I feel like is Gundy to see what he schemed up. But as much as, is is we like Gundy from a, just, we respect him as a coach. He's done great things at Oklahoma state. That's an ideal Gundy type of person we want here in Morgantown, someone we can lean into kind of like Don Nealon for, for 20 years and just, you know, let it let it ride and just know that know a consistent product you're getting. And that's why we respect Gundy so much. But Gundy can also do some Gundy things on the reverse end, too. Sometimes he can get a little too emotional and a little too fired up for his own good. And I think if you got even Keel Neal out there and and just not letting the emotions take take control, like we saw a little bit against Houston, you know, got a little tight there um, at players and coaches. Stay loose. Know that you got the home field to your advantage. Make the adjustments you need to. I think I really think this is the game where where Gundy can can trip over himself and and we finally get that turnover that we've been waiting. I feel like since the pit game to get. Yeah, and it's it's coming off the emotional games. You mentioned it. Like Gundy's a raw raw guy. He gets the guys up. He's doing keg stands in the locker room, uh, surfing. I, I mean, it's been emotional wins, and they got Bedlam. I mean, they're talking about Bedlam already. That thing is going to have some juice like we've never seen it with 
it being the final one in the series. We just saw the backyard brawl. I mean, that thing's going to be just like the backyard brawl in a couple of weeks. So I, I don't know if they're, they're, they're all in on this game. Like we are, I, I our backs are against the wall. Um, we're the more desperate team. We're the better team too. We, we have, we, I, in my opinion, we have the better roster. We have the better quarterback, better offensive line. Um, they just have the coaching advantage it, because of the track record. And what we've seen from Neil Brown this year is, is he's starting to show that this is the coach we wanted all along. Um, and, and, and the way we keep bringing it up, but the, the adjustments, the, I'm just, I'm just curious to see how he responds in this game. We think we know how it's going to go, but this is definitely that game that we've been waiting for where there's just been so much emotion kind of up to this point. This is a, this seems to be looked at as a, as a business. This is this we're going, we're in Morgantown business. And, and I think that was the, that was kind of similar to the TCU game where when you treat it as, Hey, we're the better team. Okay. Maybe they're up a touchdown. Maybe they're up a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll be good. Cause even the Houston game, Ryan, I mean, we were down two possessions with what seven minutes left. This team doesn't worry too much about being behind or playing from behind or being down. I mean, you don't want to stay down for too long and let that lead expand it. Cause then, you know, it will come back around, but it's, it's, it's nice to see the, the, not everyone hit the panic button when it's like, Oh wow, we're down a touchdown in, in the third quarter. How, what are we going to do? Like, it's like, guys, we'll, we'll be fine. And that's why, that's why I'm happy to start calling him even keel Neil. And, and we got to see that um, this week coming up. Cause like we said, Gundy's going to make every game emotional and there is a way to beat that, but you can't, you can't fall into that Gundy trap of, you know, they're fired up. They're ready to go. They're being emotional and you're trying to, play to that as well no keep keep it under wraps keep stick to the game plan um make adjustments where you need to and and use use everything you have and the advantages to your benefit i know you know especially going back to this offensive line and and why they're so good is we had a comment on the show that we did last night um on the voice uh, uh west virginia live is they have obviously a nose tackle nose guard that that just can that's just huge. 350 pounds tall as can be. How is Zach Frazier going to deal with this? Here's what I know about Zach Frazier. And here's what I know about the game of football. That guy's already NFL ready. Any yeah. 32 teams would take Zach Frazier on their offensive line, especially what we're seeing in the NFL this year with line play just being so bad. And it's actually been down the previous few years, but something too is it's not about necessarily the size. It's about leverage and getting down and, and using that to your advantage. And if there's a guy that's, been doing it on a consistent basis it's zach frazier and i'm going back to to the the texas tech game because i feel like we keep saying it's going to be very similar conditions is line played well in that game and that's that's the line we're expecting that's the guys that can give you that push that extra juice to to you know get that run game going to get garen green some time to create multiple options out there so it's that game where hey you know Screw what happened last week. We put it behind it. It was fluky. As fl- it was fluky, and and we're just we're we're gonna s- step into our leadership under Garrett Green, under Zach Frazier, and those guys, and they will take us to victory. And that's what this game is. And if you do that, you play into that from a mentality standpoint, and correct the things that need to be corrected. Great things will happen on Saturday, Ryan. The guys, he's not bigger than the the guys at Penn State. The, the Penn State guys are <laughs> Penn State guys are first and second round picks. So yeah, no, it's a, I like I'm not I'm not being cocky. I'm just 
going based off of what I've seen. They, Zach Frazier could, was the best player on both lines at Penn State night. They just had better players at the skill position, and they capitalized off our mistakes, and we did it. So that's how that game shook out. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the challenge, another challenge for this talented offensive line. Milam will be back, but Remack, mm-hmm. I think, is going to miss one more game. So it be good to get one of the two big fellas back on the left side. Ready to go into keys to victory? Let's do it. Let it rip, Ryan. All right, so key to victory number one for me, and this is going to kind of be like Texas Tech where I am sick of hearing about Mike Gundy's streak in Morgantown. I was sick of hearing about Texas Tech's streak uh, headed into the game in Morgantown, and I, if I'm sick of it, that team, that coaching staff better be sick of it too. So get that chip back on your shoulder and this Mike Gundy four-game winning streak in Morgantown and get back to the winning ways. Get back to playing hard-nosed football with the chip on your shoulder. Uh, nobody thinks you're good. You're still not ranked. Uh, everybody's written you off. Everybody said you're the fluke team of the Big 12, and, and, and it was proven last week, according to everybody, because you lost to Houston. So get back that chip on your shoulder. And then it, it, this is kind of a key to victory of every week because of our strength. Control the line of scrimmage and and more on the defensive side because you're going to face another talented running back in Ollie Gordon on Saturday. Kind of like Amani Bailey at TCU and Taj Brooks at Texas Tech. We controlled those guys. I know Taj Brooks got a couple yards late when we kind of were in prevent defense and Texas Tech ran the ball instead of threw it. But, I mean, Amani Bailey was the leading rusher in the Big 12 heading in that TCU game. They held him under 50 yards. Get mm-hmm. back to that kind of football, especially on the defensive side, and don't and make Alan Bowman beat you through the air by controlling the line of scrimmage and stuffing that running attack. That's really got Oklahoma State going with Ollie Gordon, and we got to get back to running the football more effectively. I know Garrett Green threw for 400 yards last week, but that's not that's not going to happen every week. That that was no. that was nice to see. That's something that's going to benefit us in terms of playing off of our running attack, but we got to go back to our bread and butter. That's one of these four football games to get us to four and two and and still in a good position coming down the stretch. Yeah. Excellent keys to victory, Ryan. And of course, last week was a unique situation. I think we've talked about it before, but both teams obviously kind of went away from the run game and made it a big 12 shootout, but I completely agree. It's time to get back to what we do, right? Get back to establishing uh, the run game. But here are my keys to victory. Number one, don't let one become two. From a mentality standpoint and a player personnel and playing standpoint, right? Is we've seen it in the past is you kind of lose a weird fluky game and you just keep thinking about it, you fixate on it, and it stumbles into this game. Something I like. We've had the extended rest, Ryan, and we have the ability to overcome that. And maybe a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth is in a bad thing, gets you fired up for this game. But it's like Neil Brown said, flush that one and get away. But also, uh, Moving on to key victory number two is our secondary needs to step back up and playing to what they were. And I think with Burks coming back, at least he seems like in practice and should be back this game as far as we know to this point. But that that secondary, there, there's going to be, especially in gross weather, there's going to be situations to to pick off the ball, to knock some balls out, um, to, to just be that secondary, to be those, those headhunters, to be those get to the ball you know, with the linebackers as well opportunities so definitely from a focused secondary standpoint but the defense as a whole getting those guys back on track and then of course what does the defense do and what do we need them to do and what have we been waiting since the pit game win the turnover battle especially against mike gundy find a way to catch the ball find a way to knock a ball out just get to the ball just 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 figure it out you have to 
This game is crucial and essential because like we talked about is sometimes you get a turnover for there. They get a little nervous. That comes two turnovers that can lead to three, et cetera, et cetera. And that sometimes can go into the next game. Realize, oh, hey, we we are we can create turnovers. We, we we can get the ball back. And and we could see that play out. So those are my three keys to victory from a mentality and you know, defense standing up um standpoint. But Ryan, it it, it should be a good one here on Saturday. Hopefully a, a great one for Mountaineer Nation. Yeah, it's think of the Texas Tech game. This is this is not going to be a blowout. This will be another hard fought game. They're all going to be like this going forward. I'd be surprised if they blew anybody out or got blown out by anybody going down the stretch. And that's not a knock on us. It's it, that's not our style of football. We don't mm-hmm. blow teams out. We we, we want to control the line of scrimmage and and choke you out down the stretch and and, and grind it out. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a Texas Tech-like script and and get win number three in the Big 12, win number five in the win column overall, and that would hit the win total for uh, the season. There you go. Love <laughs> it. Love it. So, anyway, uh, we love you all. Go Mountaineers. Let's let's get this dub on Saturday, move to five and two, and then we got, hey, it, the schedule's looking pretty good after that as well, so... Um, We'll be here through every step of the way here at the Ryan and Rush Show. Again, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't. Of course, shout out to the men's soccer team last night. Nice uh, victory over our little brother, Marshall. Let's get to the the number one seed. And and, hey, let's win a natty in soccer. This is is the team that has a good chance, Ryan. So that would be great to see as well. And of course, basketball season's around the corner. Ryan's former employer. So we'll, we'll be covering the team every step of the way there as well. So we love you all. Again, thank you so much. And let's go Mountaineers. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys.